everybody, and welcome to another installment of Film Class Field Trip. I'm your host for today, Pete. I'm Tyler. And today we're going to be reviewing the newly released Alex Garland written and directed feature, Men. Available only in theaters, can't stream it anywhere right now. Yeah. And that's okay. It'll probably come out soon. Yeah. So we're going to tell you whether or not it's worth your time to go out and seek out this <laughs> interesting movie that is shrouded in mystery. Yeah. Um. Uh, first off, before we go any further, elephant in the room, no Joseph here. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Joseph has a, has a busy social life, rubbing elbows with us debutantes and celebrities around the circles that he operates. That's right, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's very busy. His life is a mystery. He's I know, it is. Maybe it's what happens when you're a married man. I get, uh, you know what? It's been you so bring up since, a great It's point. been so yeah. long since I've been married, I forgot. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. In my third uh, decade of existence, I've still uh, yet uh, to clutch uh, the W. No, no, uh, a maidenless as the <laughs> Elden Ring term is. You have no maiden. Yeah. No, Joseph just he just couldn't fit in um, getting to the theater somewhere between like Thursday and this weekend. Yeah. Had too much going on. He's got a bunch of things. So uh, me and Tyler watched it. I watched it yesterday. You watched it the day before. Uh, I watched it Friday night. I watched it on Friday morning. Oh, you, okay. You watched it Friday morning. Yeah. So it's fresh in our heads. Um, I've gotten one sleep in since then. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that I'm coming, commenting on that probably tells you that there's a lot to think about in this movie. There is. It is not a spoon feed story. No, it is not. <laughs> it is not for general audiences. I, d- I don't even know how this got greenlit, to be <laughs> honest. Really? Wow. That bad. Okay. Well, I'm not saying it's bad. Sure, it's just- sure, sure. Well, okay, so let's, um, we'll, we'll give into, and just a reminder for new listeners to the field trips, these are, you know, we go out on location to on a field trip, Tyler, yeah. Tyler and I and, and Joseph, and, and we watch a movie, and um, we tell, a new release, and we tell you whether it's worth your time and money to go out and do the same. Yes. So, um, the first half of this episode is going to be um, spoiler free, and then after that we're going to get into the end, probably mainly just the third act, because the third act is where it gets spoiled. <laughs> really. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So first, first reactions, Tyler. Um, so after you left the theater, after I left the theater, I was steamed. I I was not happy what mm-hmm. I had just witnessed. Okay, like what the what just happened to, in front of my eyes. Okay, um, and uh, but after uh, well, this is just first initial reaction. So like, yeah, I wasn't. I I, I didn't think it was great, mm-hmm. and I. Thought that there was a lot of themes that could have been a little bit more, uh, less complex, okay, um, and less. It, it just when I when I think about a uh, movie that has like these really strong themes of what men was portraying, um, I really try to get into the mindset of trying to get the product out to a wider audience instead okay. of a specific um, group of people that would appreciate this. Mm-hmm. And I think Garland failed on that. And uh, yeah, I, I, I was steamed. I, okay. was, I was steamed. And after, after sleeping on it, did your opinion change a little bit? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. It did. Okay. You got to uh, digest the deeper messages. Well, uh, I think it's more just like, yeah, it's not more so about the messages. It's really more so about like unpacking like mm-hmm. what like I just saw because it is 
It was a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. What about you? What was your first initial reactions? You saw this at night. Yeah, I saw it at night. I sat two seats away from an uh, impotent child, child, an urchin, <laughs> a wild being that was in the theater with me that I didn't appreciate. Was the theater packed? No, I mean, it had enough people in it, but it wasn't, I wouldn't say packed by any means. Yeah, I saw it at 11 o'clock on a Friday. So it was uh, pretty empty. It, it was empty. Cool. Yeah, this uh, this child was maybe 12 to 14, something around there. Oh. Uh, parents brought him, and uh, he... <laughs> they couldn't find a babysitter. I fuck, I, I don't know. They were like, Annihilation was good. Uh, so uh, they brought him, <laughs> and he kept saying this annoying thing throughout the movie at full speaking volume, oh. not library voice. He'd say, oh, she's going to die. That's crazy. Oh, and then I look over at him. Like, that stinks. I know, and then... And at some point, he got so scared that he like he's like, "I gotta get more soda." And he said it just like he that. He got scared. Got up like very quickly, and then like sped walked all the way to the bottom. <laughs> and I was in the very back right top corner of the yeah. theater, and he went to the very bottom left and was gone for a few minutes. And I'm like, oh, "Sweet Jesus, thank you." And then another scary thing happened, and I hear from the across the across the theater, "He gonna die. That's crazy." Oh my god! I'm like this fucking guy's in the, in the the hallway. He's in the entrance to the thing, just watching and making commentary. If it was, if this was a Final Destination movie, like yeah, like that's, that's crazy. That, that that's 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 oh my gosh, a, that's appropriate. Crazy. But for something like men, <laughs> like you know, just like well, keep your there, mouth shut, kid. To be fair, there was a lot of crazy things happening. So <laughs> yeah, well, uh, but yes. I did, but I did watch this at night, and um, I went into it with no expectations. hadn't seen a trailer, hadn't seen a teaser nothing oh yeah that's right just you a cup to go into movies cold stone cold stone yeah. cold yeah um and uh i loved the um the visual composition i loved the uh, oh yeah i loved the um, nature shots because it's set in rural um countryside england and yeah. i yeah. i have a really soft spot for like the the english countryside i don't know why it just always like just resonates with me i'm like man i can see myself living there like, well the foliage there. is like lush like, it's gorgeous it's yeah. all all of it even like the mossy uh, dour parts of it yeah in the shaded areas and all that stuff all of it just just it really hits me just right so mm-hmm. i love the setting i the house was pretty cool it was not um anything that i would like remember for the rest of my life cool but f- if i was there in person like jesse yeah. buckley's character was uh harper it, i'd be like this is a badass cool place yeah, yeah. and um what I appreciated about it was just how simple the story was, how um, yeah. it was her story was very simple and it was very tender and personal and that worked. And then, and all this, the fear of being a woman alone in a strange place and just how you're these small encounters with various men that she was encountering throughout the movie yeah, really worked. The tension worked great as a, kind of a horror thriller suspense thriller horror yeah it was a different flavor on horror i would say yeah it was more of like a suspense thriller yeah than a horror until the end when the third act happens and it really turns into a full-blown horror yeah so um so i liked that part of it initially i was like watching what had on what was unfolding in the third act and mm-hmm. thinking wow that's a very bold choice and kind of like what you're saying Tyler. I'm like, this is not going to appeal to a broad audience. And I, I don't, no. and I'm, I respect Garland for it because it's like, there were some things I've never seen before in film as far as yes. like body horror. Yeah. There was a, a, a segment that happens. The first truly grotesque part of the movie that you watch the first 
and let mind you, the first, there's multiple in the third <laughs> act. But the first truly grotesque thing you see happens slowly. And when it happens, you're like, oh my God, that's disturbing. And then, yeah. and then it keeps referencing that throughout the rest of the movie, which is not like 10 minutes in. It's like they're 25, 35 minutes from the end. And you continue to see this character with this injury. Oh, and you're like, yeah. fuck me. That's the hand injury. Yeah, it's yeah. disturbing. So. Um, yes. So that uh, that ending was just a lot, and I didn't really know what to think about it, and I'm packing it. So, yeah. After sleeping on it, I felt I felt um, a lot better about it. Yeah. You know, originally Same. when I first came out of it, I'm like, I don't know if I love this or hate this, or I don't think either one of them. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. It was an experience. Yeah, I'm really glad that I watched it. You know, as I sat there in my car getting ready to drive home, I'm like collecting my thoughts and thinking, um. I don't really know how to feel about this. So. I know. And, and I think, I think that is one of the better parts of, of that movie coming out of the theater. It was like, well, like I don't have like a cut and dry, like, Oh, I hate it. Yeah. Or like, Oh, I thought this was great. Like, yes. My first initial initial reaction was I was steamed and I was just like, what the hell did I just watch? Sure. But I think it was like, it's like when you listen to music like at max volume. Okay. And uh, it, it just like, it, it's a sensory, it basically men is a sensory overload. Uh, overload. Yeah. It's like, it, it does, it's designed almost to make you feel uncomfortable. And yeah. this is two men talking about a movie that essentially is just vilifying men and not in, yeah. a, in a, not in a way that's just like all men are evil, even though the message really is hashtag all men. <laughs> you know that's really the message and we'll get into that in a little bit once we can spoil all what's happening because the themes go really deep yes um yes, but um the um the cinematography was garland's best he yeah. was at the top well i don't know if he was the cinematographer for this movie but like but you can the, still give him credit for basically controlling the movie he's the director after all like those are so like i was thinking like man like these some of these shots would be great for like desktop like mm -hmm. wall pictures yeah the guy that the guy that did um the cinematography also was a cinematographer for ex machina and annihilation but also from some bigger stuff like mm. uh mission impossible fallout and uh boy a that's his other like yeah one that he's, uh, i think uh joseph even said himself that uh fallout mission impossible fallout was the Best Mission Impossible movie. One of, yeah. They're all pretty damn good. Yeah. So I saw a comment online that said, this is Alex Garland's worst movie, but it's still way more thought-provoking and, 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 and interesting than 90% of the movies that are in theaters. And I agree with that. Yeah. I don't think... I wouldn't put this above Ex Machina as far as entertainment. I wouldn't put this above Annihilation for entertainment. Even... Definitely yeah. not Dread. And I completely agree with but that. there is a message here that i think is pertinent to our current like the current world we're living in yeah yeah that really makes sense and again we'll get into it a little bit later because it's yeah it's um it's told from the perspective of a woman living alone yeah uh harper harper is her name yes and each each man that she encounters in this small village that she's at and she's there basically to gain her thoughts and her composure and take a break away from the real world after something traumatic happens in her life, yeah, which you f see exposed throughout the, the length of the movie. And every man that's there, whether it's somebody who's supposed to be 
comforting or an authority figure or just a normal local ends up having giving her this negative aura and this threatening feeling through different through different versions of themselves and i think that's ultimately the message is that men are scary to to women in a lot of it and my my girlfriend the love of my life was speak often to this show brianna she tells me all the time she's like i love you with everything that i have i love you sure but there are times when you scare me and (laughs) what (laughs) yeah she's told this to me because I'm a physical presence and she's a tiny wafy human being. I know, I'm getting a little scared right now. Yeah. I like she's she's like it's not like I'm worried that you're gonna do something to me, but just the fact that you could. You know? Right. Yeah. And that's and that's a very real feeling. I mean, there there are there are women that maybe don't feel that way because they're they have a physical presence of their own and they feel capable of being able to defend themselves in a scenario and blah 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 and all that stuff. But by and large, I think that that is something that people like if I'm going to go walk down downtown Sacramento from your house to Joseph's house, yeah, I don't care. Maybe I should. Really? Yeah. Maybe I should have some sort of like knife or something on me just in case or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't, my first thought is not, Ooh, that's too scary. No, but I mean, men have a, for myself, like men, I, I feel like have a threatening presence because mm-hmm. you, it, you think of the, the, the idea of like, okay, so like, uh, I see this man walking behind me, like maybe like twenty feet away from me. Yeah, and you're just like, I should be, I should be on my guard. I should be aware of, of my surroundings. If I if I saw a woman twenty feet behind me, I would be like, Where's the nearest public restroom? <laughs> Damn it, you uh, got me, you got me, son of a bitch. <laughs> I could. Um, but yeah, you're getting canceled for that. The whole show is canceled now. <laughs> no, but not, no, that's that is. In, in a way that there's truth to that because yeah. you know I'm, I'm the same way like if I'm walking down the street I'm not afraid of a of a guy walking down the street near no me. but you think twice but I'm definitely it's, aware it's a definitely a presence versus you you're passing in opposite directions as just a young lady or an older woman or whatever yeah there's not one second opinion about or thought about it you know yeah. my physical wellness and well-being and my safety is not potentially in danger even though you know, equality, all that stuff. It could, I mean, girl could slash my throat. Absolutely. A woman yeah, could of course. slash my throat, but the likelihood is that not there. Yeah. So Brianna will t- say, you know, and she goes grocery shopping alone at night. Not, not, not in a, in a bad part of town, not in anything else, but she'll ask yeah. the cashier or the bagger or whatever to walk her to the car. She gets the car safe, comes home, does whatever. Yeah. When she's home alone here at the house, we have a nice house in a safe neighborhood and she's still just, concerned that she's home alone at night and there's no one around she's got her own self-defense mechanism she's got her little spike that she carries with her she's got her you know pepper spray and all that stuff but it's like do i carry a spike with me and a pepper spray with me oh no because there's a difference there and living living that life as a as a woman alone in the world doesn't matter what part of the world you're in there's a different there's a different perspective and yes and men and men inherently have that that danger built into their dna yeah so i think uh the reason why i was steamed um i mentioned this on the the previous show is you, you that, started walking out chanting not all men not all men <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 okay um so i much like the movie the hunt um i was really taking it at a surface level. Uh-huh. And I came out of this movie, I was just like, I didn't know Alex Garland was a freaking incel because it felt like 
it felt like uh, he was like kind of glorif not glorifying that's the wrong word but like you're putting you're putting a you're putting a, a primary character of an incel essentially as a primary character right giving him way too much screen time that sort of thing i just i i think it was it, it almost was like like you said hashtag not all men like i felt like that was the message just reactionary wise i think, I think the message was the opposite that. it was hashtag all men yes all men because well, we'll, yes. we'll, get it, we'll get into that yeah. in, a, in a little bit. But, but. That, like, I came out of this movie and I was just like, what is he just like saying like, oh, it's not all men. Like, you know, it, uh, it's just a few bad apples sort of sort sure. of thing. And, sure. and I that was just like my reactionary because like first and foremost, like I'm always going to side with a woman in a case of uh, fear of a man. Sure. Um, and so I then reflecting on it i was like oh okay so this is kind of a uh, like a a movie where it's showing a perspective that i would never know yeah and that's exactly that's how i felt as when i was watching it i put myself in brianna's shoes and watching her watch this yeah. and she's like this is a true horror from start to finish is a true horror for her for me, it's like I see the horrifying elements and I'm like, ooh, this is shot really well to show that menace. Just the one shot of her in that echo chamber tunnel. Oh, that was terrifying. And then, and you just, it's not even, you can't even identify who it is. You can just kind of see a silhouette and assume it's a man yeah. stand there at the end. And then when the motion, the movement happens of them coming towards her, it's instant fear. Yes. An instant terror. And then the sound that goes along with it is doesn't help at all. Oh, no. <laughs> No, the sound design in this movie was just horrifying. Yeah, you could tell. You um, could tell they took they took a lot of. I mean, if you didn't know it was an Alex Garland, if I, if I didn't know this is Alex Garland, a lot of the shots wouldn't scream that to me. But the sound design would. Yes. The the sound the soundtrack that they use the harmonizing acoustic. Yeah. And then also the. You must have used the. Since shivers down yeah. my spine. Yeah, did they a, use? Uh, it, I'm pretty sure they used the same camera as uh, Annihilation as well. I, I didn't I look up the text, but it, it looked it, the 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 way the movie looked. It looked kind of like an HD version of uh, Annihilation. Hmm, like it looked a lot. Maybe it's just because it was in the countryside, so it looked a lot more lush. Could be. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, Do you want to yeah. get into some spoilers? Yes, please. Yeah, let's do it. So go ahead and give your grade. Um, and it's a really um, tough one to grade. Yeah, it is. It, you're absolutely correct. And um, after reflecting on it and just like thinking about it a little bit more, I think I will watch it again just to, you know, be, because it was a sensory overload, like the first time I watched it. So I kind of want to see it with a more critical eye because I was just kind of seeing it because, oh, Alex Garland. Love sure. that guy. Sure. Um, I give this a solid B okay. um, because I wasn't, I, I don't know. Like it, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Like it was a beautifully shot movie, well acted. Everyone did their role, role great. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I don't know. Like it's one of those, it's, it's, it's a head scratcher for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't really know how to grade this. It's, it's, Really, it's a really, really thought provoking. Yeah, and the end is either going to completely lose you, yeah, or completely sell you on it, or uh, you're going to flip flop back and forth like I am. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. 
I don't know. I think I probably put this in like a, a B plus range. Mm-hmm. I think the story is simple enough to where, you know, it's it's a it's like an easily written movie, and it's all yeah. about the tension. Like, there's not a lot of depth to the story. It's truly just yeah the situations that she finds herself in face to face with these men, and sometimes it's there's a conversation there that's threatening, and sometimes there's no conversation that's even more threatening. Yeah, um, makes you paranoid. Yeah, it it definitely puts the audience in a in a feeling of paranoia and um almost just constant uncomfortableness mm-hmm. which is i think the idea yes when you realize as a as a male as a man sitting in the audience that this person this man on screen is not necessarily Roy Kinnear or it's not necessarily the cop or the priest or whatever it's just a archetype blanket man yeah and you are now are the antagonist sitting in the theater you're the you're the one and you could be the antagonist and probably have been the antagonist in someone else's story throughout your life. Whoa. Whether or not you knew it at the time or not, you are definitely you look at and someone probably saw you Tyler and me Pete walking down the street and going, "Oh, that fucking great guy's creeping me out." <laughs> um it's terrible. Or at a, or at a party and you got a little too drunk or whatever and you're starting getting loud and stuff and getting a little aggressive and then the, you know, some woman there is, is like this, I got to leave. This guy's getting God. unhinged, you know, if I get, so have you ever heard of like, when you go to heaven, you can like see your, like your life sure. stats and stuff like that. Yeah. I would like to see that situation. How many times have I creeped out women <laughs> that I don't know? Like I was just in public and they're just like that guy. I, I don't know. I don't like him. that guy. I don't like that Mark Marin mustache. It's coming. <laughs> so anyways, I'm going to, I'm going to say, yeah, like a B plus yeah. probably for me. Um, so from here on out, we are going into spoilers. So if you don't want this movie spoiled for you, turn back now. I like that train to have been warned. Okay. So we should just say what happens at the end, right? Well, yeah. I guess first yeah. the first thing is just the setup for the story is that um, every character when she when um, gosh what is her name Harper Harper yes, Harper, Harper goes to this um, town this little village little village and rents a cabin for two weeks because her her ex husband or was going to be soon her ex husband committed suicide committed suicide or possibly slipped on a balcony above her apartment and fell off it's unclear one hundred percent yeah she's not one hundred percent clear about it. Um, and killed himself. And did you notice that the injuries that he had from that were the injuries that yes. were sustained to that creature? Yeah. He had the split arm from the yeah. spike and on, and uh, broken ankle, which I happened did, later I, on. I did notice that. I thought that was a really nice touch. And I'm assuming the broken ankle came from the car crash? You, oh, you, you would know, yeah. right? Yeah, that just, just what little exp- you've experienced fucked your foot up pretty bad a while ago. Oh yeah. If you were smashed headlong into a cement pillar with no seatbelt on and you got shoved down into the footwell, your ankle probably would be broken that bad. Yeah. So it's not fun. No. It's not fun. Um cuz I kind of was like where did that ankle break come from? I don't know where now. Yeah, but I didn't had, I, I didn't I noticed the hand mm-hmm. um in his suicide. I yeah. noticed that, but I, I didn't notice the ankle. The ankle break. was definitely broken. Yeah, for sure. But um but the man that she is introduced to at the beginning, Jeffrey, he's the owner of the house that she's renting, and yeah. he's just a sweetheart. He's a great guy. It's a little goofy, or yeah. very very goofy, not yeah. super threatening, but definitely it's a little aloof. Just an oddball, just an odd duck. Yeah, and he he his face, Rory Kinnear, the actor, 
plays every male in that town. Yeah. He I, plays the cop. He plays the priest. He plays even the little boy, Samuel. Um, God, that was creepy. He plays the unhinged, naked, homeless man in the woods. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, through all these interactions with all these different men who are all Rory Kinnear, um, she has various levels of, of uncomfortableness mm-hmm. and fear and um, dread yeah. That, that happens from them. I mean, anywhere from this naked man watching her through the windows is as dreadful as you can get to, you know, a, a man standing in silently in the front yard and then pounding on the door and putting his arm through the mail slot. And the priest as well, like brought a whole different level of creepiness too, because he was trying. So like a lot of the uh, other uh, male care, uh, male characters, they were uh, supposed to be, threatening but the priest he was portraying something like oh you can trust me but there's an air to him like it's like i don't know yeah you're at that point like you had already seen multiple faces of the same actor so you're just like yeah you're thinking is is he going to be the good version and then he ends up not being and he's basically like victim shaming and trying to like he's basically saying well if you didn't kick him out of the house after he beat you it's your fault he would be alive today so yeah, so don't you feel a little bad? And she's just like, "Fuck you!" And that was the point I started getting steamed. I was just like, "Like you, you're supposed to have like a compassion for all of humanity, and you're just blaming this uh, poor woman for her ex husband's suicide." And like, he, and you know the thing, the really shitty thing is, there are so many men out there. Probably some women too, but maybe a very, very, very small portion. Oh, yeah. But there's a huge portion of the men in this world that would say the exact same thing. Like, ah, I only hit her one time. You know, I can't believe that. Or, you I know, know, the thought you, of... Do you know that Greg's Greg's uh, wife left him? He only hit her the one time. Yeah, Look, like... She the, fucked his life up now. Well, like, like the, the thought of even saying, oh, he only hit her once. Like, uh, what do you mean? You shouldn't be hitting your significant other, like, yeah. at all. Like, if you do that, like, th- th- it's over. Like, of course, of course, I mean, I've heard people like argue that anger and love are two sides of the same coin and you can't have one without the other it's, and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And it's like, how much justification do you need to beat your wife <laughs> and, yeah, and feel OK exactly, about it and be able exactly. to try to justify it? And I think uh, this movie does a really great job at like besides like the body hoarder body body horror that we'll get into in a little bit um i think you know thinking back on this movie it really uh like portrays a true woman perspective on the menace on, of on men the, the, that the menace i couldn't say it better than myself yeah the menace <laughs> of men um and i like the in We've all heard this like on Reddit and social media where a guy threatens to kill himself if the girl is going to leave him or like not send nudes or whatever. Like that. I Yeah, that's scumbag. That's garbage. It is. It is. But that is so surprisingly common that when you watch it on screen, it's 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 shocking yeah because like we're ex- like we're exposed to it and we'll read it and we'll be like ah, that's stupid incel but like seeing it in like a dramatic way yeah in like a real well it's not real life but it's a movie yeah, but it's like portrayed to be real portrayed to be real life like it, that is terrifying yeah like the fact that you hold someone's mortality uh 
based on a relationship that it wouldn't even work out. Like even, okay. So let's say Harper was like, okay, yeah, I won't leave you. And so you won't kill yourself. Like how fulfilling is that relationship going to be? Like it's, it's never, it's, it's, it's not a relationship. It's a hostage situation. Right. Right. And, and I, and Harper is a hostage to it's everyone. Called, it's, I mean, there's a, there's a reason that's called emotional blackmail. Um, mm-hmm. is when you, you're basically saying, if you don't do this or if you do this, then I will do this and you're, and you're going to be responsible for it. It's like, well, fuck you, dude. No, you're not. You, you're, you're responsible for you. You're yes. responsible for your own actions. Yeah. I'm responsible for my own actions. What I do has no bearing on you. You can choose to do, to handle it 10 different ways. Yeah. And, but still, you still, I mean, no matter what, let's just say that it was a clear and out now a hundred percent suicide by him. Yeah. And she had to, she would still live with the guilt. No matter how hardened you may be and, and logic-based your thoughts about that situation might be, yeah. you still, Harper in this situation, would still feel bad about that. Like, fuck, of course. Man, maybe, maybe, I sh- maybe I shouldn't have done it. Maybe I shouldn't have divorced him. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's, one that, of, it's so fucked up. And that, and that is a, that is a uh, more, high, one of the high, one of, if not the highest moral crimes that you can, commit on a person is by having that sort of like ultimatum yeah of like oh yeah. i'm gonna kill myself if you leave or i'm gonna kill myself if you don't respond like whatever like and it's a it's a lifetime because, an actual lifetime of guilt that because have. because yeah you're sentencing an individual to a lifetime of guilt and so i think the reason why i was that was one of the reasons why i kind of left the movie kind of pissed off because I am very much against what the men did in the movie men did. Um, <laughs> I know that I, it's not a hard title to talk about. Um, it was just like, I think I, I'm just so passionate about like that kind of like emotional manipulation mm-hmm. and like the threatening presence that men can uh, put onto uh women and other individuals like it's well it's it's, it's, since since it's forcing the male audience to see themselves as a villain in in the sorts i'm hoping that the people who watch it and feel uncomfortable about it even if they don't consciously realize that maybe that will kind of shape some of their activity and their um their actions moving forward and just be like well maybe i shouldn't follow too closely to that poor girl who's walking alone at night or instead of having her across the street yeah, to to get away from me in this admittedly dangerous for her scenario, I'll just do it. You know, I'll just do it so that to not bother her or whatever. Yeah, and, or and I'm, the, not, at, I'm not saying like you know fall all over yourself to make yeah you know, avoid 100 percent conflict all the time, but there are situations where you have to acknowledge that this person is in the you have the advantage, right? Yeah, you, you know, and that's not it's not by your choice. It's just how nature is. So, so moving on to. Moving on to how all the characters interlock with each other, the male characters. Yeah. So there is a whole another weird cult aspect which we won't even get into that has like a a, a carved like leaf faced man into the into the pedestal of the church. Yeah. And yeah, the crazy yeah. homeless man is morphing into this weird like Green Knight type character. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we don't really have time to get into all that, but. When he finally reveals himself as this otherworldly being, he's this naked man with like twigs and leaves growing out of his body. Mm-hmm. And um, he comes out of the car crash and you realize that that naked guy and the cop and the guy at the bar and the kid and the priest and even 
Gregory, the guy that owns the house, they're all the same person because once she slices his arm and hand into two and twixt like a fucking yeah. uh, hot dog. Oh, God. I... Hot dog style. <laughs> once that happens, uh... every time you see that character morphed into the other version of himself, yeah. he has that twisted like alien arm with two split prongs on it. Yeah. Which was fucking rough to watch that was that was and the priest puts it around her throat oh, and it's just God, like yeah. and you're like he sees other normal hand over here and then the two and then yeah, oh the weird fuck dude. I, I i didn't I, that was beautiful i mean in a it, gross grotesque way just seeing that weird uh unique tentacle bo- hand yeah the unique body horror of that was so cool yeah um i will say though i was very upset with how she was holding a knife um, uh-huh. in the house she was holding it like how it, it's a classic horror movie trope where they hold it like front hand uh with the knife oh, like a poke like a poking if that was me in that case yeah, if i was in that situation yeah, it's overhead stab no i'd i'd be i'd be all call of duty tactical shit on them <laughs> like I'd, I'd hold it like a solid snake and i'd be crouching and i'd be like waiting to like just <laughs> <laughs> like and, and i think um I mean, but then it got me thinking. I was like, okay, well, I'm thinking about it like in a man perspective. Absolutely. I'm not thinking about it in a, in a poor, scared woman's perspective. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I kind of felt bad. I was just like, oh, why? I, I, I feel bad for chastising this character's like. And let's just say this too, just to be clear. If I was alone at home in a rented house in the English countryside and I was being barraged with strange men trying to get into my house i would be frightened as a man too it's not that like men are inherently stronger and women are inherently weaker no, of course not it's all the stuff that led up to that yes that had just as much dread as the ultimate like home invasion of the third act yeah so um which none of those would i'd be like well i had been a fucking asshole whatever you know and i move on yeah. with my day it wouldn't be like oh shit i had to go call my facetime my best friend and talk about this for 20 minutes you know <laughs> so um what did you think about the uh four birds so it was something at that at that moment in my theater the child that was two seats away from me my soul left my body afterwards i was just like what am i i was like what at this point i was just like what am i watching i kept i think that's what the kid said next to me he's like what is this fucking movie and his parents like slapped him for cussing and uh he literally he literally leaned we had these like crazy reclining seats it was yeah. one, of, one of the theaters with the really really good reclining seats oh nice and he like rolled back in his seat and put his legs literally over his head and was like ooh like kind of freaked out and he's like that's crazy and then <laughs> and then he stood up in his in the aisle like in the row turned around back to the screen and then turned back around again and sat down and covered his face with his shirt. He put his face in his shirt like an ostrich. Oh my God. This kid was out of pocket. But anyways, <laughs> when the birthing happened, so the weird green knight figure comes with all the injuries that he's sustained throughout this attack. Yeah. He starts instantly, his stomach starts growing into this gigantic bulge and he falls down on the ground and gives birth, not out of his butt, but an actual like vagina form. Yes. Below the flaccid penis and balls. It yes. is all there. It's more dick in this movie than I've seen in a long time, and not in the good way. Uh, yeah. Northman could have used half this much dick and been more more impressive. I know. They, they give Garland the penis, uh, <laughs> the penis. green light, but uh, they don't give Eggers. Fa- Garland, mu- Garland must have not even shown this script to anyone at the studio because this is 
this is wild. So yeah, it is. So they he births out out of his man vagina, um, the child. Yes, the child comes out and he's got the same face still and he's naked and then, and then he, he takes a few out. he takes a few steps towards her like crying and then he drops to his knees and births out another one and he's like the cop and then the cop takes a few steps towards her lunging towards her crawling and then he births another one out and, and they, you think it's over at that point yeah and, 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 and it, it happens, happens like again it happens like four times yeah and each time it gets an older version of of uh gregory yeah. so my interpretation of that after thinking on it and sitting, sitting on it is that up until that point, Gregory was the only, the only character that didn't threaten her. He was really an inert man, right? Yes. The old man. Yeah. And he even came to her rescue and was like, "I don't know what you're doing out here, but I'm, I don't appreciate it." You know, yeah. he's like telling the just kind of like ornery. Would he? Yeah, he's just kind of a goofy old guy. So, yeah. anyways, up to that point, he has not been threatening at all. But what I feel like is this: what they're saying in that is that. The green man, whatever he is, represents like Mother Nature, and he births out this child, and the child already is a threat. It doesn't just because he's a male, male just because he's a man, yeah. he's a boy, he's still a threat. Yeah. And he even says that character even says a line to her in the house when after he's got his arms split, and mm-hmm. he's sitting there and he goes, "You hurt me, you're mean, but you want to you want to do it again, but I don't I don't think you will. I don't think you will. Mm. You know, slice me." And she's like, "I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it." I'll do yeah. it. Trust me, I'll do it. And he like literally calls her bluff and like walks into the knife. And she's like, "No, you won't. You won't do it." But I bet later you wish you would have. This is the last That's time. Right. That's this right. This is the last time you're able to do it. Yeah, it's your last opportunity or something. And I like think that, that yeah. line is almost like this is the last time that you have more power over me when I'm a child. Yeah. Now, as an adult, I'm gonna have more power than you yeah. for the rest of my life. And and those versions of Gregory or whatever mm-hmm. birthing into older versions. That's almost just like, just naturally, he's going to go from a child to an adult, and he's going to have that same ability the the ability to strike fear and the ability to harm in him, and yeah. and ultimately it ends with Gregory, the the nice version of him. Is it Gregory? Is that one? Is that his name? Jeffrey. I'm sorry, Jeffrey. And he's going to have Jeffrey there, mm-hmm. and um, he turns into Jeffrey ultimately. And at that point, he is a threat. He's this naked, bleeding mess who's like cr- coming after her naked. <laughs> And it's like it's almost like even him, even Jeffrey, has the ability to have that power over her. It, yeah, it's in him to be that version, no matter what, just because he's a man. Yeah, I was thinking um, the whole birthing scene, as uh, horrific as that image was, fuck it is. I think it ultimately represented generational male toxicity. Yeah, that it's and it just that continues it's inherited. And grows. Yeah, um, and I. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and the message is good. I just think that as a movie, um, it's going to go over a lot of people's heads. Fuck yeah. And there's going to be a lot of people who are going to say, not all men are like that. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And it, and I just, I, I just cringe at that, at that idea that there's this like inherent incel attitude that, 
a lot of the general audience has. And I don't think a lot of people are going to get this movie. It's almost like one of those movies that you wish that more people could see and get the message, but the people who need it the most are not going to accept it. Exactly correct. Yeah, exactly correct. And <laughs> it, it's like, I mean, we, we're all, we're, we're both uh, you and I are on a, on our journey to, you know, be better men mm. for our society. Mm. But uh, the people who need it the most, uh, there's they're not going this to ain't gonna be their cup of tea yeah um and then ultimately which will be a maybe we could leave the ultimate reveal for the for the people who are going to watch this eh, you know what you're in spoiler territory you fuck off <laughs> <laughs> go ahead uh jeffrey his ultimate iteration is he births uh james her ex-husband right or deceased husband yeah and he sits on the couch talking to her as if like look what you did look what you did to me yeah, you've done this to me and she has she's holding the axe and she has a decision to make and you don't ultimately see the decision. No, it cuts. It cuts right to credits. Cuts Well, it cuts to credits and then the and then it goes back to I don't think credits actually roll, but a song plays. Oh, you, yeah. You think credits yes, are going to yes, roll yes. and then her friend Riley rolls up and she, oh, yeah, she and shows up and she sees um, Harper in the backyard with blood on her and she's, and she's pregnant. Hat, and yeah. Oh, yeah. Riley's pregnant. With a man, I don't know. Yeah, I don't probably, know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then, uh, and that's that's the end of it. it yeah, it leaves it very open ended. So, yeah. um, it was like a, um, it was kind of like so with Annihilation. Alex Garland said that he read the book, but he didn't base it solely on the book. It was kind of like if you read the book and dreamed about Annihilation, that's what Annihilation is about. Yeah, I feel like this was kind of a shining esque sort of movie. Hmm, um, just with the dealing with like the paranoia of it all. Um, and the, uh, cold, the coldness that you feel from every single character sure. except for Harper. Um, so I got a lot of shining, uh, feeling to it in, in a way, in a way it, it like I said, like if you dreamt of the shining, I would think men would be a, an appropriate response. Well, I I was discussing this movie with um, friends friends of the show Bruce Berkey and Andrew Martin online, and uh, um, Andrew said something along the lines of, um, you know, it's kind of surprising that this was made by Alex Garland and not a feminist. But right. I assert that Alex Garland probably is one of the most feminist um, filmmakers we have out now because. Mm-hmm. In Annihilation, the team that, that leads into the excursion is all women. Yeah. It it passes the Bechdel taste, test 100 times over, which is two women having a conversation not about a man. That's right. And they have many, many conversations that are not about a man. Yeah. Um, they're they're doing their own thing. And yes, she is going after Cain and all that stuff, but that's part of the plot, but that's not the plot. Yeah. And um, in um, Ex Machina, the woman robot and both of them... Uh, mutiny against their creator and kill him and they yeah. abandon the man uh domino gleason in there one of the most satisfying kills in film history was and, that and in dread <laughs> mama is the most brutal of all the villains she's the gangster she oh, killed her how pimp did, how did i know you're gonna bring up oh Greg? my god yes. so this is a feminist movie I agree. The third act will turn off so many people from watching this though. Yeah. It is like Cronenberg wrote the third act. Yeah. It, I mean God damn it's that's it's a rough ending. Yeah. I so I mean, you know, after discussing it and like especially like talking about it out loud with uh, you, um I think my esteem for this movie has gone up. Uh, like I 
I said I haven't. I said I'm not eager to watch it again. But yeah, it's I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I have to watch this again. I have to see what it means. And I, yes. I fucking love Garland. So um, yeah, I don't think one of the Joseph basically said to us too. He's like, he's, I'm not. He's not as big of a Garland fan, so it's not like something he was feeling like he wanted to rush out and see. But mm. I will watch literally anything he does. Same. So Same um, I'm I'm I, really want to give it the respect it's due because if I didn't get it and it's coming from a guy like that, there's probably a lot more to unpack. Yeah. I it you know what's funny is um I was expecting this movie to be completely different than it was. Yeah. I'd, like I thought it was gonna be sort of like she like joins like a not joins but like checks in like a hotel or something and uh, then like all these men are like harassing and being threatening like that scene in the the fan made robocop where he has to shoot up all the dicks <laughs> i don't know about you that you never seen that no i haven't oh my god it's, it. it's pretty hilarious um, but i thought it was going to be more like a um, like a cat and mouse sort of uh, movie sure, but it sure. turned out to be a lot more uh, a lot more cerebral and yeah. like just it, it 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 was something else it was something else yeah all right well i think that's uh we pretty much put it to bed we're at about 45 minutes now so let's uh, yeah i think uh, i think we've got it all right well um i hopefully our discussion about uh alex garland's men leads you to decide whether or not something you want to watch in theaters or not um it is hard to watch in the third act so you know take that for what it's worth but yes god damn is it thought-provoking Take take the uh, chauvinistic woman hating man in your life and drag him to the theaters and have him watch it, <laughs> and then watch his head fucking explode in the third act. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, you guys know where all the fo- socials are. Follow us. Look in the notes. Uh, MCFCPodcast.com has all of that. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess we'll just we'll be uh, back to your normal news feed uh, this Monday for um, our Gab and Chatter for adaptation. Yes. All right. Thanks so much, classmates, for listening. See ya. See ya. This is a feminist movie.